This week on the Digital Marketing Scoop, we're talking with Bo Brown, the Marketing Manager at the Cork Chamber of Commerce. Bo, thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. So you're the, the Marketing Manager at the, the Cork Chamber. Um, if you would just tell us a bit about what, what that entails. So um, I'm a support function really here for the team at the Chamber, uh, which is about 20 strong. Um, uh, and my work spans a lot of the services and functions that the Chamber provides to uh, our members in the community here across the Cork region. Um, we have a lot of communications channels uh, and we have a very significant amount of content that is created across the team. And my role, uh, my role is in delivering that content and working to channel it and focus it uh, and ensure that it's appropriate for the right channels and audience to uh, keep engagement strong uh, and support our brand and, and what it is that this organization looks to do. Excellent. Mm. Um, I suppose the Cork Chamber I don't know exactly, but it's been around a, a long time anyway, long before digital marketing existed. Well, that's right. It's 200 <laughs> years old this 200. year. So oh, wow. uh, uh, marketing as a, as a term probably wasn't even in existence at the time. Uh, but uh, I suppose marketing as an ethos was a general way for business for a long time. Um, uh, and indeed, the, the chamber hasn't always had a very formalized uh, marketing function here. It's only in recent years that the organization has looked to formalize the function and dedicate a resource to it. Um, a lot of what we do is revolving around communications uh, and it comes naturally in what we do as a member services organization. Uh, if we're not communicating properly, we're, we're not working properly for our members. Cool. Well, I suppose with, with the chamber being around for so long, there would have been I presume at some point anyway, a good marketing structure and what we call the, the traditional marketing channels. How has the, I suppose the digital transformation, how, how has it affected you, affected you and how did that transformation kind of take place for you? Well, our digital transformation is still taking place and uh, it's hard for us as it is for every organization to keep a pace with that. And I suppose we have to be discerning in, in what works for us and what we have capability to take on board and to manage well. Our goal would always be to make sure that what we're doing, we're doing it well. Traditionally, as a, as a member organization, we were very focused on networking, uh, very personal contact, and we never want to lose that, and that's what we're all about. Um, and still to this day, we have a huge schedule of events uh, that target on industries or sectors uh, that bring key stakeholders in the community together um, and that help focus our message across, across a national basis as well as just locally. Um, and our, I suppose more recently, in recent years, we've worked really hard to employ the benefits of online media and, and digital media uh, to further enhance uh, those projects um, and that personal connectivity. Um, one of the big things is to try and keep that balance between having a personal connection with our membership bases and the individuals representing the companies uh, and how we're communicating digitally. And, and, and there's, a, there's, a, there's a tension there that we, that we walk and, and balance on a, on a daily basis between getting the communications out to a large audience but also making it feel tailored and appropriate uh, in order to engage that audience well. Very good. I suppose as a, a member, one thing we see a lot of 
is um, is email marketing from you. Yeah. Um, and that's I find a great way that you kind of keep in touch with with your members. Um, are you using a CRM system? How exactly are you, and how do you decide what kind of content do you push out and and that kind of thing? So really, I suppose our, our website, in terms of content you mentioned there, our website really is a hub for our content, and we have a really significant website. Uh, and if um, I'm sure any anyone user only sees a portion of the content that's relevant to them, uh, but if you really dive through our website, you'll see that there's a lot. Um, not just those events and uh, booking facilities, but also our public affairs team publish their reports there. We put on the submissions that we make. Um, so there's a lot and very varied content on the website, but we use that as a hub then to draw down for our various channels. Email marketing is a huge part of how we connect with our audience um, en masse and also on a more one-to-one -one and targeted basis. And we have two systems that we use. We have our own in-house CRM system. Uh, and we have a third-party email marketing system. Um, and we balance the two of those for various types. So on a weekly basis, every Wednesday, religiously, uh, come hail, rain, or snow, we send out uh, a digital easing to our audience. And that's a mass communication. And you will see uh, our readers in that will see a little bit of everything in there, a little bit about public affairs, uh, what's happening in the community, a little bit about the events we're running, a little bit about what we're doing from our international team, maybe some missions we have going out abroad or, or inbound trade missions. Uh, so it's a little bit of everything. And importantly in that as well, we have our member um, member news, member events, member offers. Um, so that's a really important staple in our weekly diet uh, and it's very well read. Our open rates are quite high in that um, and our engagement rate is high in that. Um, and we support that email uh, campaign with more tailored um, email marketing. So um, we will use our own CRM system then to channel some of those pieces and deliver them to appropriate sectors or groups uh, where we feel it's appropriate. That's really like uh, important as well. The, the, I mean, you have such a personalized approach offline with the networking and you're meeting people face to face constantly that then when they get, I'm uh, sure the, the mass message is great because people get a little kind of eye into the full sphere of the chamber because, uh, I mean, if you work in finance, your, your, your focus might only be on policy or certain areas of the chamber, whereas actually it's nice to see the full spectrum, especially from such a small team inside here, but as well as that, then the tailored approach kind of really goes, well, I'm going to get get a little glimpse of everything, but also I've got my perfect tailored message as well, which is which is really great. Absolutely. And say, you know, for, as an example of what you're talking about there, our membership team, uh, often it might be Deirdre or Helena or Annie, uh, will follow up having met somebody at an event and they realize, oh, God, yes, we should really... Um, we should really remind uh, this industry or these representatives about this event we have coming on because they could benefit it from it. And they can deliver a, a personal message from themselves, which contrasts a little bit with the e-zine, which is just a, a news piece, you know. And, uh, and we find we get a higher level of engagement from um, that CRM emailing because it's it's tailored content, it's targeted to the person, and it's personalised. And it's yeah, hello Mary or whoever, and from Deirdre or whoever as well, which is is it, when it appears in your inbox, it looks like someone sat down really, really, and and they have taken time out of their day to go. This will suit you, and kind of tailor that to them as well. Yeah, and people recognise that as well. Very good. Yeah, I think I think in in 
in any channel, the more you can narrow down your audience and get more specific with yeah. them, you're, you're always going to get much better engagement from them. Yeah, yeah. It's just a, for the chamber, it's a little bit unusual, I think, because um, you've got, you could have 20 things going on, 20 messages going out to tailored audiences, whereas actually a lot of other businesses would be going, right, we're X company, we deliver this service and we must only target women between ages of X and Y and who are mums and who are doing this, that and the other, whereas actually you've got 10 target audiences going on even more at the same time so it's a it's a, it's a lot for one kind Lots of organization of. as well yeah and 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 that is probably the biggest comms challenge we have is con- is our content and it's the absolute opposite to everybody else we have so much content yeah. um generated out from each of the teams uh, and all of it worthy for a specific audience you know yeah. Um, so yeah, it's to to get that content out there, give it all its due time and effort, and uh, share a voice in our channels, uh, and test out what is right on what channel. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Um, so I suppose with the, the chamber, I suppose one of the, the big things it does is that it creates this amazing community, this amazing community of of business people. Um, how are the challenges of bringing that that feel of community, bringing that online i suppose whether it's on facebook and twitter or linkedin wherever it might be how um how have you managed to really kind of create that i suppose that community spirit on online as well i mean nothing nothing competes directly with with meeting in person and the networking and events and it, it's hard to recreate that sense of atmosphere when you're inside in a room you're meeting people that you knew from before or making new connections it's very hard to replicate that online but with what you can do is support that. Yes. Um, Twitter, I suppose, is our biggest social media channel by audience numbers. However, LinkedIn is our biggest social media channel by engagement rate. Yeah. Um, so we're working hard to increase our audience following in on LinkedIn yeah. while keeping the engagement rate high, yeah. uh, which is the challenge. Um, and what LinkedIn offers uh, that is maybe harder to replicate on Twitter, LinkedIn offers a more industry cluster community approach because there's that lovely tension between your individual personal profile and the company you're representing or the sector you work in. And so if Bo Brown likes and shares something on LinkedIn that's happening in the industry of the chambers, it'll go out and, and connect with other people. Or if I share something uh, around marketing, all the other people I know working in the field of marketing and uh, comms and maybe PR will see it. So LinkedIn gives us a great opportunity to uh, have uh, people and individuals and representatives and professionals and experts uh, engage in our content and share it out and therefore endorse it. Yeah. And so it helps us to create um, to create uh, a network beyond our own immediate reach. Yeah. Um, and, and it's hard to define that. And it, it's actually hard to define that as a community because when you say a community, it nearly feels like your circle of friends. Yeah. But really what LinkedIn is empowering us to do is uh, stretch onto friends of friends yeah. um, and connections of those professionals. And it's really powerful for us, um, our community and our members and the people who represent the, the company members uh, in the chamber 
uh, are our best brand advocates. Yeah. And our community are our brand in a way. Yeah. Uh, we serve them, we represent them, and there's a, a, a lovely connection there. So LinkedIn has proven over the last year to be growing uh, and giving our brand uh, a greater power kind of through the communication channel of LinkedIn. Yeah. That said, we do use Twitter absolutely. Um, the Chamber Twitter does be hopping. The, the, chamber, <laughs> the chamber Twitter is busy. Um, yeah. And Twitter is very forgiving because, you know, as I, as I mentioned earlier, we have the challenge of a lot of content yeah. because our team might be at 10 different things in a day. They might be supporting a member, opening a new office. Uh, somebody else might be at something at County Hall about some news uh, around the county. Uh, we might have a submission or a report out on infrastructure. Uh, and we could also have an awards event that we're hosting ourselves or something. You know, So the, the, the content is very varied and Twitter is very forgiving. It means that we can, we can pump out a good amount of content in a day that is relevant to a wide variety of people. Um, and uh, you know, we know a lot of not a lot of people come onto our profile page, page and read down through it. That's not really how Twitter works, you know. So uh, it allows us to uh, show uh, a lot of what we're doing uh, within one twenty-four hour period. Yeah, I see you doing some of that as well on Instagram Stories, yeah. like yes. where where again it's somewhere you can really churn out a lot of content. Like the other night, I know the the, the event in Dublin. There was a rake of footage and imagery from, from that event up there and announcements on the night. Absolutely. And Instagram is such a lively platform and it allows the other side of our personality to come out a little bit because as a business representative organization, um, our tone of voice and our, our brand voice is a somewhat serious voice, I suppose. And Instagram allows uh, the slightly lighter hearted side of the, the chamber world. Uh, a lot of our members are on there and they like to engage in it and it's... Um, uh, yeah, it just brings a different side to it. It is absolutely, you know. And and when you are at events like our Dublin dinner or the CDMA awards, they absolutely lend themselves to, um, you know, sharing that fun side of, of the networking because the networking is fun. People are there; they're making business connections. Uh, they're kind of laying some foundations for future contacts themselves. Yeah. But at the same time, having a lovely time, you know, yeah. and, and, and that's what we like to do. And Instagram really shows that well. It does. Yeah. And it's, it's content that, as you say, you wouldn't really put up, put up on LinkedIn. But it's, it's perfect then for a platform like Instagram Stories or Twitter. Yeah. It's kind of just about knowing, knowing your platform, knowing the audience on it. And then, yeah. and yeah. in your case, where you have all the content anyway, it's just, I suppose, it's more the, the decision on which content as opposed to what will we create. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of... Um, Certainly my role here in the company uh, is not around content generation ever. It's about content ad adaptation um, and kind of cutting and slicing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's it. Cutting and slicing it and pointing really I'm a, a signpost, yeah. <laughs> a, human, <laughs> a, a human signpost really. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Yeah, that's the such contrast to usually we're, you know, as an agency, we're sitting down with clients to go, Right, so what do you do day to day and how can we create content and is there opportunity to make a video? Is there opportunity and do your staff know how to use it? Can people integrate with it and stuff? And it's, it's the complete the opposite side of the coin here. Like it's, it's such a tailored approach or you have to really tailor your approach to it, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's as well in that case of people not wanting to, to maybe 
be on camera, be on podcast, be on stuff like that. And that that that's a that's a big thing as well. Yeah, it's a tough point yeah. for smaller businesses, especially yeah. especially one man shows and things like that. It can be hard to do everything and then whip out the camera at the end of the day and tell try tell an audience what you've done and everything as well. But um But what I would say to them yeah. is that you don't have to put yourself on camera, you know, mm. and uh I Aside from being in in the odd social pick at an event, I, I myself don't put myself on camera. You can point your camera the other way, maybe you know, for other people. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the biggest challenge for small companies, and we we see this with our, our membership as well, is to allocate the time and resource to it. And um, you know, the the chamber has tried to kind of ring fence my role here. Um, to do that, to, to allocate the time to uh, grow the channels and, and the online channels being a, a good uh, chunk of, of that. Um, there, and, and I know myself, even though my role isn't a digital-only role, I could, I could easily spend my entire week on digital channels. They, they eat up time, you know, and, um, and they deserve the time. And so I suppose that's the biggest challenge for SMEs and, and new companies is to uh, allow yourself and encourage yourself and challenge yourself to allocate a bit of resource each day or each week to your social media to grow. It, it won't, you know, yourself, it won't grow without it. It really won't, you know. And, and LinkedIn as a channel, we're working to grow it because it is responding so well. Our, 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 our membership and network is responding really well to our content being signposted to it. Uh, but it takes time yeah. to grow it. And, and I don't myself even get to do it every day, but you have to sit down and try and make sure it takes time to tag on LinkedIn. It's, yeah. you know, it, it's time consuming to tag the people you met, to tag the people who are speaking, to tag the panelists at the event, but it works and that's how it does it. And you, you'll see each time you do it, it's really rewarding though, because yeah. you'll see a jump in 20 followers. They're hard earned, but it's rewarding then. Yeah. And your impressions, go up exponentially then yeah. we're Link finding linkedin, LinkedIn is yeah at the moment whatever the way they've they've structured their their organic um their algorithm has changed yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's a lot more organic reach there yeah um, it's like is, facebook five years ago yeah, yeah only for like we, we did a podcast um, recently um and with fraser cottrell and he was saying that it's just like that it's like it's like facebook five years ago <laughs> but um is it, but for business people so it's perfect. Like people do go on to LinkedIn. People do scroll through the newsfeed on it. And it's unusual the way at the moment as well that you'd see a lot of like creation in the newsfeed that you wouldn't have seen even a couple of years ago. Like people are putting up videos. People are people are kind of really broadening out what content and what they create on the platform as well. And it is in some ways not to the level of Instagram or Twitter right now, but there yeah. is what we call less professional content. There's more kind of personal like content going yeah, up there yeah. as well. And stuff stuff like you'd that. see on YouTube almost. Yeah, you know? it's, still, yeah. it's still very different, say, from... Well, of course, now yeah, or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. But it is definitely the organic reach on LinkedIn is 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 well worth investing time in because you're you're going to you're go as you say you're going to get the reward from it. Yeah, and they're releasing a live feature soon as well. I think as well. Yeah, that'll be interesting for the yeah, chamber because you go live a lot on I've Twitter. Seen a few yeah, people yeah we do. Yeah. yeah, and um, and like I myself struggle a bit with going live on Twitter because you know when you when you take a photo. You can look at it and see, does it look good? And, you know, or when a photographer, we often have professional photographers at events and their pictures are like always A1, of course. Um, uh, but the live feed is so dependent and we, we don't have a nice 
professional camera setup like yourselves, you know, we use it from our iPad or a phone, you know, and I, I struggle a little bit with that quality. Should we do it? Shouldn't we do it? Um, and yeah, should we share out that amount of content or not? And it's that struggle again with content, should we put it out there? Should we hold back a little bit or, or not? You know, or does it come across as well even out of the room, you know? And that's that bridge of offline and online. When you're in the room, it's lovely. You're meeting people, you're having a cup of coffee, you're having a croissant, you're at your business breakfast. But when you're out of the room, you are hearing the content out of the context of the room, out of the atmosphere. Uh, those still down moments where people are walking and up and down up the stage, you're not at a table where you're chatting to the people beside you. Yeah. yeah. So it's all those kind of intangibles are so different. Offline, I struggle with that question of is it worthwhile doing or not? We still do it at the moment, yeah. but uh, I question it. Yeah, I think for us, when we talk to clients about it as well, we always kind of say that um, a little bit of imperfection is perfect for live video because people can't, if, if it's impossible to have a perfect live video. And if yeah. you're aiming for a perfect live video, it's not going to. It's, it's very difficult. It can even come across fake then as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Like somehow you've managed to put up this pre-arranged video live. <laughs> I know. Oh, that absolutely. would be a feature I'd love to figure out. <laughs> yeah. And maybe, you know, I think uh, other channels like, you know, on YouTube and stuff, and when you, when you see, say, YouTubers doing their, their live pieces, you know, it's one or two people kind of speaking to camera or doing a kind of live house tour or whatever it is they're doing. But you know, I think the atmosphere in a large room of 100 people is kind of different, you know, and there's a lot of factors out of your control there. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's just a question I have. Do, does that translate well enough from offline to online? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, for for Twitter anyway, I think, like, anytime that, like, say, if I'm sure if a chamber member couldn't get to an event but was say on a train or something somewhere it's great to be able to pop in and listen to the speaker or something yeah. like that so i think sometimes it's great but i don't it'll always until we have virtual reality everywhere it's going to be near impossible <laughs> yeah, to yeah. recreate things perfectly online and offline so Bo, if if somebody is listening and maybe they're they're not a member of the chamber or it's not something they've, they've kind of interacted with before um where's the best place for them to kind of to start looking online or offline to, to start interacting with the chamber and see how it could help them I suppose our website is one port of call where people will find out a little bit about what we do and the breadth of our services. Um, and, you know, we have a full members area there that our membership use for their own promotion as well. But we have all our services listed on there. Um, our social media channels are a great way to see what we're doing and how we're involved in the community here in the Cork region. Um, and how busy we are and the breadth of what we're doing and the out and about aspect of us. Thanks for listening. That's been this week's episode of the Digital Marketing Scoop.